0: And Hannah Spearer hosts the popular counterspin program in New Zealand, but it goes worldwide. And a few listeners and people ask me, Jones, why did you obsess over New Zealand and Canada and obsess over Australia or, or Italy? Because the very same New World Order, UN big pharma complex, was testing there and admitting that was a test for here. So so many people, even good people, still think of like, well, I care about my neighborhood. This is a new world order. If aliens attacked Russia or South Africa, we'd be against it because we know we're next and we care about fellow humans. But New Zealand was amongst the worst and implementing the WEF's program. And now uh, their prime minister is resigning. She's the lady that said, you know, don't talk to your neighbors. Uh, In Australia, they said, don't go out and look at a sunset. It was all cult programming. And so now, why is she resigning? There's a the talk of criminal investigations and more. So that was my uh, really just interested question for you guys. I know you're about to cover it in detail. I'll be watching and listening here when I go eat my lunch here uh, while you guys are hosting Ahead of the War Room with Owen Schroyer coming up in about 53 minutes from now at Infowars.com forward slash show. And ConspiracyFact.info is the URL to share, folks, that the censors aren't blocking right now, the live show feed. So everybody share ConspiracyFact. Not info right now, but while wow, you're in New Zealand, uh, what does this mean? What does this signify? And I just want to salute you guys for the great job you're doing.
1: It's an absolutely massive celebration we're having here right now. However, we cannot rest on our laurels. We believe that the next New World Order puppet is being lined up to finish the controlled demolition
0: of everything we hold dear in this country. All right. Well, I'm going to just listen yes, to you sir. guys. I just wanted to ask that questions, but, but uh, please continue.
2: I was just going to say, Alex, 77% of people who were polled this morning in mainstream media are thrilled that she's gone. So um, it was just getting to the mainstream that, you know, everyone is just sick and tired of Jacinda Ardern and her draconian measures. They're trying to say, oh, she's just had enough. She's burnt out. But no, she uh, read the writing on the wall and the election's coming up. She's got no chance of staying in power.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to let you guys take over. God bless. God bless.
2: Thanks for having us, Alex. Thank you. Such a pleasure to be here again, Calvin, hosting the fourth hour of the Alex Jones Show. We've got a great hour, um, just under an hour, coming up for you. We will be joined shortly by Damien Dement. Many of you in New Zealand will know him. And what we're going to do is tie in how Jacinda Ardern has been a major player in the censorship of dissenting voices in New Zealand and around the world. And we're going to be exposing some of those names here in, um, in New Zealand who have been part of this disinformation project against New Zealand who want free speech, Calvin.
1: Yes, and there's been a lot of that going on. We've had modern-day book burning and all. What they want to do is they want to digitize everything, of course, uh, put it into nice little uh, external hard drives and everything. So what can they do? They then go along and they can erase it. Like they reset mankind all the time. Your history is going to be erased. What you hold there is going to be gone and a new set of um, ideological um, Puppetarian measures are going to be installed into your brain and you're going to be walking around like a digital zombie
2: Exactly, so why don't we just start things off um, with the big news obviously from New Zealand that Jacinda has resigned And uh, we'll play um, a Tucker Carlson clip and we'll show you how New Zealanders responded to that news That should be the first uh, video that we've got lined up there The Jacinda resigns video Hopefully that's and some we news: go.
3: the appalling Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda At- Ardern, that's the lady with the big teeth who tormented her citizens, has just announced she is leaving office. Here she was moments ago.
2: Now and so today
4: I'm announcing that I will not be seeking re-election. <laughs>
1: Sure, we took a little artistic license there, but that's basically the general feel of what we feel now that the old witch is gone.
2: Yes, lots to celebrate today. But like Calvin said, you know, this is just probably the changing of the guard, so we don't want to get too excited. Um, So what we're going to do is just make a quick reference to um Dr. Shiva, and we've got some B-roll there because um Dr. Shiva Ayadura, many of you in America won't need um an introduction to him. But of course, uh, the Gateway Pundit, Uh, was reporting in July 2021 of how Dr. Shiva, who is, of course, the man who invented email, actually was able to uncover that Twitter had a partner support portal and was basically had had direct access to the government. Um, And they built this portal, which was actually directly used for government officials during the election to actually censor dissenting voices, and he actually took this while he was running the um, senate in Massachusetts as an, as a Republican. He actually took uh, a case and uh, back in 2021, and um, his federal rights and civil rights were under attack. And so, what we want to do is show how in New Zealand the exact same thing has been happening. So, um,
1: but as Alex Jones pointed out, New Zealand and Australia have been two of the lab rats of the world. If we buy it. They will then say good job, successful. Let's farm it out to the rest of the world, and that's why things have gone haywire. We let we let everyone down, basically.
2: And of course, the way Jacinda Ardern fits into this picture is, of course, back in 2019, on March the 15th, there was the Christchurch mosque attack, and literally two months after that, she was over in Paris uh, for the Christchurch call, having a meeting with the um, French Prime Minister, uh, President Emmanuel Macron, and many other world leaders from around the world and government officials and big tech giants and they were all working out a way how they could actually silence dissenting voices they of course named them terrorism uh, terrorists and people who were promoting violent extremism online so that's how they've kind of brought all that in now we are going to bring Damien Dement on uh, shortly what we wanted to do is just before we bring him on is play um, a part of the documentary we referenced last week which of course is called Fire and Fury. That was a major hit piece released just before our arrest in August last year, and um, that will show how he uh, fits into this and how they're trying to go after him as well, Calvin.
1: Yep, good idea.
2: So that's Damien Dement, Fire and Fury.
4: This is where it all converges. Peace and love, brother. Peace and love, guys. Mm-hmm. It is billed as a protest of peace and love, born out of opposition to government COVID measures. But the path to Wellington began years ago, and it's anything but peaceful. What we're about to show you is not an exhaustive list, because that list would be too long. But we want to introduce you to some of the key drivers in New Zealand of false information and dangerous conspiracy. You'll see how they're linked together, what they want us all to believe, and why
5: pedophiles, satanic ritual abuse, adrenochrome uh, trafficking on a scale you've never ever imagined, cloning of humans for God's sake. It's just enormous.
4: Extreme right conspiracy theorist Damien Dement is a New Zealand citizen and a super spreader of false claims, racism and appeals for violence. He was permanently banned from Twitter um, at the beginning of 2021 four tweets that he
2: he sent around the january 6th insurrection in the united states which promoted um similar acts taking place here in new zealand and and lauded um the rioting death and destruction that took place at the capitol
5: new zealand politicians uh will fear for their lives and rightfully so have
1: a good one and there we go that was damien demand he will be on uh straight after the break. In the meantime, let's um, have a quick look at the overview of what really happened here in New Zealand and how we got here.
2: Yeah, well, see, Jacinda Ardern actually is taking the easy way out now. I think a lot of people are really sad that she's, uh, leaving early with the uh, October elections coming up, because, Calvin, she should be taking, uh, oh, be the taking responsibility. the eyeball
1: people who can't no longer think for themselves or are devoid from reality. They're probably the ones who are a little sad.
2: And, of course, what happened in Wellington earlier in the year, not a single politician came out to speak, or oh, sorry, last year now, not a single politician came out to speak to the Tens of thousands of people that showed up for three weeks uh, wanting the mandates to be dropped because, of course, like uh, like we said earlier, we had some of the most draconian measures for one case in the North Island. We were on complete lockdown. People were not allowed to leave their homes, uh, even in the South Island where there wasn't a single case. And, of course, mask mandates were just horrific. Um, Kelvin?
1: Yeah, so after the break, we'll do that. Keep it locked here on Alex Jones' show. You don't want to miss what's coming up. We start connecting the dots. We put all the players in focus and we show the underhanded nature that has been a constant in this country and now, of course, farmed around the world by people like Klaus Schwab and his ilk and a whole lot of other people pulling their strings See shortly.
0: Is it tight with a slideshow coming up? Let's talk to Jeff in Illinois. Jeff, thanks for holding your own ear.
4: Alex, thank you so much for taking my call. I am a baby to InfoWars, and I'm calling because I want you to know the impact that you have on your listeners. I didn't know you existed until about four weeks ago. I consumed my information through the likes of Sean Hannity, Dan Bongino, and Tucker Carlson. Somebody must have mentioned your name, and out of curiosity, I went online, and I found you, and I found InfoWars, and I started watching, and I'll be honest, the first couple of days I watched Watched you. I thought you were crazy but you were so convicted in what you were saying and your presentation is so compelling and then you started playing videos and the camera is zooming down onto your desk and you're seeing articles, you're showing articles, you're backing up everything that you're saying and so I continued to watch and I will never forget the day that you red-pilled me was when you played the clip from the X-Files and my jaw hit the floor, and suddenly I was Neo, waking up on the Ebenezer, realizing that everything I thought I knew, I didn't. And so now I watch you every day. I watch repeats of you every day. I've sent links to friends and family. Last week was the first time I received my first shipment from uh, InfoWarsStore.com, and so I'm hooked. And I want to finish with this. I know you like to keep these concise we as listeners cannot imagine the spirit of oppression at times that must be on you the weight that you carry on your shoulders you're a cross between john the baptist and paul revere trying to warn all of us and i'm sure that it's exhausting at times and i want you to know that for me personally i'm somebody whose eyes you opened whose uh, heart that you touched and whose mind that you've awakened and i i want to i pray that god blesses you and that God blesses InfoWars. What are they trying to do?
3: That's the missing piece. But it's not hard to imagine a government hiding, hoarding technology for 70 years at the expense of human life and the future of the planet. Driven not only by corporate greed, but a darker objective the takeover of America. And then the world itself, by any means necessary, however violent, or cruel, or efficient by severe drought brought on by weather wars conducted secretly using aerial contaminants and high altitude electromagnetic waves in a state of perpetual war to create problem reaction solution scenarios to distract enrage and enslave American citizens at home with tools like the Patriot Act and the National Defense Authorization Act which abridge the Constitution in the name of national security. The militarization of police forces in cities across the US. The building of prison camps by the Federal Emergency Management Agency with no stated purpose. The corporate takeover of food and agriculture, pharmaceuticals and healthcare, even the military in clandestine agendas to fatten, dull, sicken and control a populace already consumed by consumerism.
4: And I encourage you all to go shopping
3: more. A government that taps your phone, collects your data and monitors your whereabouts with impunity a government preparing to use that data against you when it strikes, and the final takeover begins. The takeover of America. By a well-oiled and well-armed multinational group of elites that will cull, kill, and subjugate.
6: Tad O'Malley has been making claims.
0: Claims about what?
6: You and everyone you know has a piece of DNA in your genome put there without your knowing it. Put
4: so there by whom? Well, that's the question of the day. This is an internet lunatic. You're not saying you believe him.
0: Hold on, Agent Einstein. You're talking to a scientist.
4: Uh, Forgive me, Assistant Director. It may sound insensitive, but the suggestion is pure science fiction. What I'm saying, Agent
6: Einstein, is that the facts, as I understand them, cannot be discounted out of hand.
1: No one has the right or the ability to tamper with your DNA. Unless we gave them that ability.
0: Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones.
2: And welcome back to The Alex Jones Show. You are with Hannah and Calvin from Counterspin and we would love to bring our guest on now, Damien Dement. He is, of course, a Counterspin contributor and a real uh, disinformation expert here in New Zealand. He is an Amerikiwi. So welcome uh, to the show, Damien. How are you feeling in light of uh, yesterday's news?
5: You know, I'm uh, I'm thrilled. I'm happy in many ways. Uh, you know, congratulations to all Kiwis who have stood up and said that they've had enough of her, uh, and the way she has uh, driven our country and our morality and and our overall mor- morale as a as a, as a citizenry into the ground. She she needed to step down. This is a move of absolute necessity for the swamp because uh, there is too much uh, validated evidence of 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 the type of um, criminal action she's been involved in, the pressure has been mounting, especially with regard to information coming out uh, about COVID, um, the, the, the lack of e- efficacy, and many other violations of our rights. Jacinda Ardern's popularity has been plummeting for a long time. Um, she couldn't stay in here because she was going to lose the argument. So what this does is this gives a little bit of a fire break for the swamp of New Zealand to be able to install someone else for the next sort of tranche or or phase of their uh, attack on New Zealand and um, um, and what it does is gives them a little bit of time because usually a person coming into a new role gets given a bit of time to um, to sort of get their feet on the ground and and get relaxed to get into the role and uh, so that will kind of keep the the public at bay a little longer I think they're trying to buy time but um, New Zealand is awash with globalist activity uh, and behind the scenes there is a lot of horsepower that that have been driving policies in New Zealand. Um, it's important to note why New Zealand is so important. Like for instance, uh, earlier this week in Vietnam, the president of Vietnam, a nation of 105 million people, 100 million more than New Zealand, resigned too. And it didn't hardly touch the news at all. Yet Jacinda Ardern resigns and the whole world knows about it. Shot heard around the world. It's because like you outlined earlier, the she was integral in being the example for the world of what a compliant Western citizen should do. You should, you know, feel guilty for for colonialism. You should feel guilty for for things that have happened in your past. You should pay reparations for climate stuff that you didn't even you weren't even involved in. Lots of this um, virtue signaling, um, so, you know, social change silos. She was the queen of, and that's and so for her to step down. To me, is a really big signal that um, the curtain is being pulled back. Um, there's, we've reached critical mass enough in terms of awareness that it's important that uh, the Kiwis um, and just people around the world. I think we've reached a p- peak point now where. Good actors in this, uh, white hats, as you say, will pull back the curtain now and let's get into it. Elon Musk has been uh, absolutely vital in connecting the the government with corporate, um, you know, interplay. And um, let's go ahead and I'll, if you can, bring up the slide for day one of the social media conference. I'll show you what I mean here by uh, the absolute connectedness of of um, the New Zealand. Um, government. So you'll see here is a slide. This is a conference that happened in March 2021, 20, uh, and it was held at the University of Otago in New Zealand. And at this, you can see here, it's a two day conference, and this is to discuss. Disinformation in how it relates to democracy in New Zealand. Look at the absolute array of people or organizations involved in, in this. Uh, it, to me, it's staggering. Um, for instance, looking here at the top, the ICT for Peace Foundation is was founded by the United Nations and has been since 2012. So essentially the United Nations are here using an advisor named Sanjana Hadatua to be the – essentially the narrative creator, how to respond to the narrative. Well, Sanjana Hadatua has been doing this for decades. He did it in his native Sri Lanka. So here we have Sanjana Hatatua of the United Nations meddling in New Zealand's public discourse um, and actually helping uh, academics, uh, government, and media to craft these discussions. Well, also in Sanjana Hatatua's session, there is Kathleen Reen. Kathleen Reen is the head of policy and government for Asia Pacific. She's based in Singapore, but what's important about Kathleen Reen who is an American, is that she is a World Economic Fellow um, forum young leader. She is a young global leader, just like Jacinda Ardern. So suddenly those two people, we've got the United Nations and we have the World Economic Forum and even a young global leader and Twitter all in one session, one session trying to discuss with journalists, with government officials from the Department of Internal Affairs, from other areas of government that are concerned about protecting their narrative, because we know that them protecting their narrative is is really them covering their butt. And uh, that is where we have – we've gotten to at a point where when people realize and now see that, that the government has been interfering. Elon Musk made it abundantly clear uh, in the Twitter disclosures that Twitter – government had access to Twitter. Government had access to Facebook. Um, government had has had access to banning people who have a dissenting voice and who have um, something critical to say about the effectiveness of, of various agendas or even the so-called vaccine, which we've all largely seen, so many people have been passing away just rapidly and suddenly, and we know what is causing it. So Jacinda Ardern's stepping down is very much that she was never going to be able to defend her position in this. She was the queen of lockdowns. She, um, it was her brand, her 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 firm kindness, um, this is the sort of stuff that um, they wanted to make Jacinda Ardern be the perfect example for the rest of the world, and and yeah, and Damien, to a large extent, what they're
2: saying now yeah. about um, I'll just cut in there. What they're saying now about Jacinda Ardern is that she is the uh, mother of compassion, and the um, respect- Do eye roll, yeah looking back at her kind of last five years as prime minister, they're saying, you know, especially with what happened in Christchurch, that she is this mother Teresa like figure. Obviously it was a massive PR campaign. She is uh, an expert in PR. That was her degree. She's a spin doctor. She knows how to sell herself and she was picked up as you say, by the um, global leaders all around the world. Going on, She knows how
1: to sell us too because
2: she sold us down. She sure did. And she went around the world in hijab and, um, kind of got this fake compassion and kindness going. What what have we got on the second day of that conference there for that slide number five? Well actually that we've if got? you
5: go back to if you go back if you go back to slide number four but go to the bottom half of it, because again I showed you the World Economic Forum and the United Nations, but go to the second half of page of that of that first day. Okay, you got and you got, you got
1: you one minute and then we'll come back and carry on with I'll it. Be
5: quick. I'll be yeah I'll be very quick. So you can see okay. here at the bottom of that page, we've got NATO, we've got the classifications office of New Zealand, the chief censor. We've got universities. So we have the whole swamp, as you would say, the type of activity that Alex Jones has been talking about for many years is alive and well in New Zealand, including the Atlantic Council. So if this isn't a military coup or takeover of a nation, I don't know what is. Because um, it's it's these people spent two solid days uh, under Chatham House rules discussing um, the how to challenge us because we were challenging them, and this is Chatham House is, uh, rules is affranch- of course
2: um, no minutes and no record, uh, and so that we don't actually know exactly what was said. We'll be back shortly, uh, Damien. Sit tight, um, and we'll carry on with the slideshow. Very fascinating stuff.
6: Keep it locked here. They realized that the the shots were causing the explosion of chronic disease, asthma, neuroimmune diseases like psychosis, ADHD, autism, cancer, 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 autoimmune diseases. So they realized in 2011 they caused it all. So, or in 2009, and when our paper came out, they realized that these were, the, the shots were associated strongly, very strongly, the chance of them not being associated Association, it was like being struck by lightning, one in at least a million in a p-value. And so they covered this all up because, of course, they were liable now because for the 42 million Americans who are asymptomatic carriers of HIV, HIV, and SARS-CoV-2 and other XMRVs, other manufactured mouse, monkey, and human viruses. The game was premeditated murder of the 42 million people you're liable for their injury. Premeditated murder. If you give somebody who already has an antibody a shot, you will get antibody-dependent enhancement. Oh, so they were getting
0: rid of the people they'd already poisoned, knowing that giving them a second or third or fourth dose would kill them. Wow.
6: Correct. Kill us, cremate us, add a mask, add a mask and isolation, and you'll blame the people for COPD or any of the other co-diseases. You never inject an HIV-positive person with any vaccine. We never did never until now. You do not drive the disease-causing entity through their body. Why do body. we know that all over the world,
0: they, the people that have had the COVID vaccine are testing positive for HIV? Is that because the spike proteins from HIV?
6: It has GP120, glycoprotein 120. Absolutely. It also has the monkey mouse and manufactured as XMRV. So the spike protein is is killing, you know, literally the twelve percent. So you're saying it's a
0: binary weapon where they already are preloaded with it and this triggers the next phase.
6: Correct.
0: Mm. And the more
6: vaccines you got, especially Gardasil, because that has the uh, toxic um, synthetic lipid nanoparticles similar to the one in the COVID shot. Prior to the COVID shot, the deadliest vaccine. We saw athletes dropping dead on the field, um, passing out, falling down, all the things. Why is it particularly the athletes? Um, because they operate at oxygen max, um, capacity max. They're, they're operating at such a high level in their mitochondria. This is an energy production, oxygen um, necessary disease. Um, so they create,
0: they, that's what they're finding. They turbocharge the blood clots?
6: Correct. Wow. Yep. And ischemia, lack of oxygen. Mm. so constricted blood vessels too because athletes are running they're constricted they're they're working so that the blood flows and it doesn't flow which is why your nitric oxide um product that new products i hope you'll show it because that's a very important thing to have for acute events be a uh, dissolve under the tongue give you an instant relaxing of your endothelium your vasculature
0: you, you looked at our nitric oxide i saw it was the top rated. of let us private label it. it's the best seller
6: you've uh, looked at our formula you, you like it i did and i do yes well, I, i'm not a scientist so, like <laughs>
0: you what is what do these compounds do creating nitrous oxide what does it do
6: um it relaxes the vasculature so the clot will go through and not restrict it allows it to relax it lowers the blood pressure
0: Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order. It's Alex Jones.
1: Okay, we're back with Damien Dement on the Alex Jones Show. He's an Ameri-Kiwi, American and Kiwi, of course. We've uh, embraced him as one of our own. Uh, Damien, we're back. Um, Where do you want to go next? Because I think people need to realize what's below when we rip the top just off because, the scab just, that is.
5: I'll, I'll tell you right now. I'll get into it. Jacinda Sorry. Dern, just because she's out of the picture doesn't mean this stops. Doesn't mean this, the craziness stops. Yeah. Don't go fooling yourselves. Uh, the the World Economic Forum and the globalists are going to take this to the very, very end. They're going to push as hard as they can. Uh, while I do think that we are winning overall, I do believe that uh, this is not over for New Zealand. Um, so what behind the world economic forum are these young global leaders, and New Zealand is infiltrated with them and various key places of influence. For instance, the CEO of Television New Zealand, the largest broadcaster in New Zealand that is largely publicly funded, is a world economic young global leader. Okay, so these these the, that's one example. The next example is uh, if you bring up the slide there, um, slide number um, so number Five. two. Of- Oh, sorry. Side number,
2: number five. five, day two.
5: Five day yep. two. Yeah. There. Sorry, guys. So, you know, Kathleen Reen, who who was part of um, these discussions, she herself is a as a world uh, uh, a world economic forum young global leader. It's how uncanny is it that this woman who is in charge of of this of the Twitter policy and the censorship that would tie in with the Christchurch call, with the global censorship agenda, how is it that they're here in New Zealand? There's, And also, how is it that the head of of New Zealand's um, own digital identity system, which um, comes off the back of the COVID jab, how come he is also a World Economic Forum young global leader. Klaus Schwab has said it um, on camera on a hot mic that, you know, we, he's got everyone in their pockets. He's got everyone, he's got every, you know, they got the, the politicians, they got the doctors, they got the academics. You know, it's true. It's absolutely true. And if you move on to slide number six, I'll show you guys um, a little bit about Sanjana this infiltration. Had to tell Senjana Hetua he Dr Sanjana hadtua there on the left is from Sri Lanka the woman on the right is Sina Brown she is a leader uh, one of the leaders of Antifa here in New Zealand Their South Island branch of it there's three branches of Antifa in New Zealand um and I mean oh, sort South me Island. It.
2: I'll just cut in here quickly because this woman here on the right, we went on tour last year after Wellington, and she actually got us cancelled. They worked very hard. Antifa here in New Zealand were working very hard to get us shut down. However,
1: we did bypass that and still managed to hold the meetings. This is when we were going around the country to get real people's stories of the insurmountable amount of carnage that those jabs have caused and left in a wake across this country, and it's downright disgusting that someone like that uh, will come along and try and cancel the voice of the people.
2: To you, so,
5: like, the connection between Sinjana Hadatua, yeah, Sanjana Hadatua being connected to Antifa, and not just one member of Antifa. If you go back to that tweet, the other uh, tweet there on the bottom right-hand side is by a gentleman named Rangi Kimara, a, a convicted terrorist in New Zealand who wanted to shoot cops through their vests uh, and evict white people from their farms. You know, he, he works closely with Dr. Sanjana Hadatua. So there is definitely a, a lot of connection between a political activist and extremists uh, in New Zealand and the global plan, the global agenda. And if you move on to um, slide number seven, there's a woman there who I want to talk about. Her name is Kara Hensley. Kara Hensley is the Twitter head of for Australia and New Zealand. She too, an Australian national, uh, at the urging of, of Sanjana Harattua and other uh, think tanks in New Zealand have been actively censoring people. And um, so when you have a conference happening in New Zealand and it's, you've got NATO represented, United Nations, uh, all sorts of think tanks, everyone who, who is not a New Zealander suddenly has more control and say over what New Zealanders can say, and if that to me is fascism, in its purest form. Um, and this, when you start having that that co you know that that really tight connection between. Uh, media and government, you know it's a recipe for disaster. Um, and that's why you know Elon Musk bringing out the Twitter files um, is huge for us, because not only did it show and highlight the fact that this government collusion was happening within Twitter and that it was happening in the States as high, at high levels, as high as the Department of Defense, but it validated all the research we've been doing about New Zealand having the same level of involvement um, from external parties. And so that backdoor access that was granted to uh, the government was here to damage our democracy, and Jacinda Ardern absolutely knows it. We're coming up on the anniversary of the New Zealand uh, Wellington protests from March of, of 2022, and um, we know that just immediately after those, those protests, yourselves, me, and many other people who had a voice about the government, we're all banned. And now we know how and why. Um, So if you go down to – if you want to head to slide number 11, 12, and 13, I just want to just flick through just to show you what the the very basic portal looks like for a Department of Internal Affairs in New Zealand would go to this portal. That's the URL up the top there. That URL is still active, by the way. Um, And you can go, and they would literally – this is where they control and moderate content. Um, and if you go to the next slide, slide number uh, 12, this is an Official Information Act request that was sent to the New Zealand government, and um, you'll see that they they absolutely acknowledge that they had access to it. And the person who is very much most likely to have had access to it is this woman here on slide number 13 when you get to it. Her name is Nicole Maitchik. This, for me, is probably one of the spookiest connections of all. Nicole Maciek is an Australian citizen, but she works for New Zealand's Department of Internal Affairs. This is her latest posting. Prior to this, she was a NATO um, social media warfare trainer. She would instruct uh, regularly, both in Brussels and Washington, D.C., for NATO members in teaching their governments on how to deal with – you know disinformation they wanted to try and classify us as being different disinformation but it was about be- them protecting themselves how is it that this woman who has such access to so many countries in the entire world and teaching them how to combat people asking lawfully afforded questions how is she here in new zealand how is she involved in this conference to dictate to new zealanders how we should think and feel um and how we should behave and then try and use that an example for the rest of the world to uh export you know our our example that's terrible um so um i have to thank elon musk for uh biting the bullet and and spending the money like he did to buy twitter it really has opened the door and allowed for so much of the validation that we have all been seeking for a long time. We have worked very hard to bring information to light. But when we repeatedly get targeted by social media activists to censor our accounts, to get us banned, uh, or even have police show up at our house and asking us questions around what are you posting? You know, this is this is the sort of standover tactics. Um, Kiwis are tired of it. And we were rewarded And of course, Damien,
2: yesterday. over over in America, of course, um, is it's very well known now that the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, um, the DOJ, and Democrat operatives and business elites are working with Facebook, um, to silence dissenting voices. I mean, this this is not anything new, is it, Calvin?
1: No, and um, it actually just prompted my mind. Uh, the grey sweatshirt you've got, the black one I've got that says Alex Jones was right. Everything that's coming out now. It seems to be substantiating everything he's been saying for all this time. And that's why we were rapt to uh, come on here and actually be part of this monumental movement to awaken humanity.
2: And, of course, things like Facebook were set up initially, weren't they, Damien, to um, make the authorities' job a lot easier so they could track dissenting voices.
5: Yeah, absolutely. It was a DARPA program. Uh, the day that um, Facebook went live on the the stock exchange is the day that that DARPA program ended. And that's the what a coincidence that is, right? Um, and we know that this data has largely been sold to the globalists around the world. And uh, Facebook has been a great conduit for a lot of corruption. Um, and it's got it's it's ending. And thanks a lot. Okay. You're doing great.
1: When we come back, we will have Amy Dimin and. We we'll go into the fun.
0: At many levels, cities are amazing things. The art, culture, incredible selection of food, and medicine, entertainment. And the globalists at the United Nations constantly brag that the mega cities of the future, Austin being one of them, will be the control grids that take over all the countryside and rural areas and it will be used to train people to live in a high-tech technocracy that makes the current Communist Chinese social credit score look tame in comparison. That's why in this revolution, we've got to not just have the information, we've not just got to keep our immune systems up, we've got to warn others about the new world order and all of us need to work with friends and family to get pieces of rural property and get back to the land even if it's only part-time to learn how to become self-sufficient because in the future you're going to watch those under the control of the globalist and the social credit score you're going to watch those who are caught in the trap of the universal basic income being forced to take injections being forced to be sterilized being forced in many cases to even be part of government-sponsored euthanasia canada is the model this is a control grid this is a vice they're putting us in everybody should go online and find my film it's free in game blueprint for global enslavement made in 2007 with all their documents predicting what would be here by the year 2023 and it's already here because it's their battle plan it's their program in the near future earth is dominated by a powerful world government Close to 80% of the Earth's population has been eliminated. The remnants of a once free humanity are forced to live within highly controlled, compact, prison-like cities. Travel is highly restricted. Superhighways connect the megacities and keep the population from entering into unauthorized zones. No human activity is private. AI supercomputers chronicle and categorize every action. The bad news is these people mean business and are mass murdering mad scientists. The good news is we have their blueprint, we have the Death Star plans, and we know how to bring them down. That city is a UN-controlled stronghold. That is a test grid for the systems they're putting in. Not just the 5G, but the surveillance, the tracker chips and all the cars, the kill switches, the robots, the drones, all of it is being admitted. The globalists are taking control of the evolutionary process of humanity. They're playing God and treating us, like Benjamin Netanyahu said a month ago on Jordan Peterson's show, as lab rats. So Israel became, if you will, the, the lab for Pfizer. And that's how we did it. We got out and we gave the information to the world, not only it's been published in medical magazines and so on. I intend to bring on that base, database, of medical personal medical records for entire population a genetic database genomes okay but you can create uh, you know a biotechnological industry that is un- unheard of right now unheard of unimagined even Think about that that's what israel's become that's what singapore's become that's what the uk's become that's what germany's become that's what china is the model of ladies and gentlemen and we have to come together and realize this and not let them continue to push humanity over the edge of the cliff info wars is the very front line of this fight the very tip of the spear, and I salute the thank for your past support, but now more than ever realize, we need your support and your word of mouth. The public is ready to hear the truth. We've won major battles, but the war has not been won yet. Please spread the word about the broadcast and go to InfoWarsStore.com and buy great products today that boost your immune system and empower your life while also keeping InfoWars on the air, a true 360 win. leading a frontal assault on the lies of the new world order it's alex jones
2: and welcome back to the alex jones show with calvin and hannah and we will uh carry on our discussion with damien dement shortly but please like it says in the break there get out and support alex jones he's done such a fantastic job Um, You know, you can go to InfoWarsStore.com right now for up to 50% off uh, really great quality top products that you actually need for your health. Um, It's up to 50% off an an emergency sale at InfoWarsStore.com. Go there right now and support the broadcast. And if you want, come and support CounterspinMedia.com as well. We are the same as Alex Jones in terms of the fact that, you know, we're doing this. Um, on a very low budget, like he did back in the day, and to carry on, platforms like Infowars and CounterSpin need your support. So get out there and um, make your purchase today at InfowarsStore.com. And or- grab a copy. And grab. I will yes, say
1: this: one. Yes. grab a copy of The Great Reset. We have read it, and it is excellent breakdown of what's really happening behind the scenes with the World Economic Forum and their insidious creatures behind it.
2: Absolutely, what a legend there, and a New Zealand legend, Damien Dement. Uh, where would you like to go now with the financials of how all of this is supported by big interests from overseas uh, here in New Zealand? This disinformation war and all these and and all these global players that are messing with our backyard.
5: Yeah, absolutely. There has to be a ground game, right? You know we've seen how government and big corporations work together to work on the psychological warfare aspect of it. But you need foot soldiers, right? And this is where uh, New Zealand has has got an interesting tie-in with the founder of eBay. Uh, The gentleman, his name is Pierre Omidyar. Pierre Omidyar, uh, the founder of eBay, uh, is, I believe, a French-born Iranian and um, a a big believer in um, the globalist plan, but he's a a very big fan of what he describes as reimagining capitalism. If you put up slide number 14 there, I'll show you what I mean. Pierre Midiar, even he's a billionaire on eBay, which we think is great because eBay is like, you know, a, a chance for people to buy and sell goods. But his idea of reimagining capitalism is is basically authoritarian communism he's a big believer in the medical ids or digital ids um, and he also funds regime change Um, that's the crazy thing about this guy in 2000 uh, in the 2000s he was funding uh ukrainian um color revolutions uh in ukraine sending money through us aid $421,000 $421,000 is one recorded payment, but he's done a lot more. The Pierre Omidyar Open Network that he has – or the P- – Pierre Omidyar network itself. These guys um, in New Zealand have their tentacles into lots of NGOs, uh, nonprofits that are all about social change. Uh, they've even gone so far as using people like Pierre Omidyar's money um, to influence people in government, such as the immigration, uh, the Ministry of Edu- uh, Immigration here in New Zealand, to fast-track certain people from overseas um, to basically import the foot soldiers they need. Now, as an American um, by birth, but a New Zealand citizen since 1996, coming here as a nine-year-old boy, I love this country a lot, but I'm really disappointed that in New Zealand, there are several hundred Americans, many of which have been brought in on these global impact visas, Fast-tracked, coming in with skill sets such as activism, social change management, you know, uh, climate narrative scoping. I'm not kidding, but these are the types of uh, programs we've had in place since Jacinda Ardern became Prime Minister of New Zealand back in 2017. In 2017, and Damian, it's like.
2: It's really important to um, note here as well that George Soros and his Open Society Foundation fund exactly those groups that you've just been talking about, does he not?
5: Absolutely. So not only is Pierre Omidyar, who is a billionaire in his own right, funding in New Zealand uh, Open Society as well, the Monaghan brothers are um, in New Zealand. They've been here since 2017. They have groups known as um, Action Station. Another group is known as the Inspiral Foundation. And what they do is they, they set up. Job training, um, and really, the job training is about social activism. It's about um, being activists, and that's there's a huge amount of money being funded into New Zealand to create a false narrative that it really doesn't represent um, the true voice and discussion happening in New Zealand. I think you guys have seen that plenty of times, um, but you know, the the groups like Antifa in New Zealand would never exist if it weren't for these types of NGOs out there being funded with overseas money because the types of things that they stand for stand in stark contrast to the values we typically hold here.
2: We've got so, five more minutes, Damien. Is- what we want to do now is actually show um how, right here in New Zealand, not only have we got all the, this influence, like you say, in activist groups. But now in the education system, they are actually fortifying um, young minds here in New Zealand against the truth by calling us conspiracy theorists. We just want to play you here a clip that came out two nights ago on Mainstream Media News here about conspiracy education. That's uh, video 15. They're
1: coming for the kids.
2: There are calls for an urgent change to the school curriculum to teach students how to identify conspiracy theories and fake news.
0: With the pandemic fueling the rise of misinformation, experts believe education is key to reducing its threat. Alexa Cook has our latest Because It Matters story.
4: The Parliament protest, which ended in fire and fury, was sparked in part by disinformation about COVID-19. Researchers found just 12 social media accounts were responsible for spreading most of the false information.
3: It is an urgent problem that we have to address and other countries have seen the urgency and have acted accordingly.
4: Disinformation refers to the deliberate spreading of false information, while misinformation isn't necessarily intended to mislead. Toha Toha has been teaching students and librarians to spot both and question what they see online. Yay!
6: It has a real impact on people's daily lives when they watch, you know, a loved one or a young person they know fall down that rabbit hole.
2: What do you think about that, Damien? Uh, New Zealand wow. young minds totally being basically brainwashed by government disinfo- disinformation. Yeah, if they want
1: an example of the real missing disinformation, you're looking at it there with TVNZ News, TV3, and all the other uh, hat-shit jobs that come out oh, on it's, a daily it's basis.
5: Actually, that, that, woman, that woman interviewed at the very end there, her name is Mandy Hank. She's an American. Um, and um, her, her own words, I quote, um, and I have her tweets to prove this, she is an election skeptic and this is with regards to people questioning the New Zealand election results and the American election results. And I quote that she said herself, Fascism is a global movement, and we have not managed to keep our heads down. She was speaking about herself. This woman is a a fascist, and uh, and has absolutely uh, makes a mockery of our democracy. She has sat in front of New Zealand committees discussing how to deal with disinformation specific to the elections of New Zealand in 2020. I know so because she involved herself with a woman, or I think is a woman, a man. With thing named Emmy Bevensey, and Emmy Bevensey is a globally renowned smear artist who is a devout anarchist, Marxist, communist, just freak. And somehow these two American people were allowed to sit in front of a committee in New Zealand and tell them how to deal with Kiwi citizens questioning the election results that put Jacinda Ardern into power and to destroy our nation uh, into the fine rubble that it is right now. So uh, it's Second. very interesting that this when these guys want to teach our kids, um, and yet these people are actually proud to say that they're Marxists, proud to say they're fascists,
1: and, the, and they want to destroy and eviscerate anything that goes against their narrative, anything to do with the 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 area of health. God forbid you can actually have a well-tuned body, fortify your immune system with the great products on the Alex Jones uh, InfoWars platform even, um, and 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 have a decent life, uh, your education. They're trying to even ban books like Uncensored and Natural Magazine because it gives you an alternative view of what's really going on. I mean, they not what it's about? Discovery, growth.
2: Well, that's right. And in New Zealand, they're actually getting, removing books from the libraries at a rate of knots so that you can't get magazines like this uncensored right. and natural uh medicine because they want you to just believe what 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 they want you to believe and to actually it's modern day book burning and we absolutely need to fight um against that and they that's-
1: digitize it so what they can do is just push a race and your history is gone
2: so any final final thoughts? thoughts uh Damien in this final minute before we uh, wrap it up
5: the book burning is happening right now. That organization on that video, ToaToa.org, sits in the same office as Internet New Zealand. Internet New Zealand is not here to protect your internet freedom; it is here to curtail it. Uh, the book burning is well underway, and we, while we have Jacinda out of the office, while while Jacinda has been booted out, good, she's gone. Um, this is not over. Do not, um, do not get complacent at all. We must continue to be vigilant so much, and uh, continue for joining to share.
2: Damien. We really appreciate yep. you jumping on with us today. Uh, it's been such a great uh, introduction to the globe, uh, the global audience about what's happening in New Zealand. Calvin, uh, Counterspinmedia.com. What are your final thoughts?
1: Support Counterspinmedia.com, support Alex Jones and every other platform that is there giving you the truth because I tell you what, the truth has become a very, very rare thing these days.
3: You can find Counterspin, New Zealand's media revolution at Counterspinmedia.com. And now, on the Infowars Network, at ban.video.